Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hello. Hi. Hi. Everybody, guess what? We're on the West Coast, and there are no cyclone bombs this way. So yes. you better move your East Coast butts over here. It is raining, though. And so, I mean, really, we have problems, too. It's like the slightest rain. Light you've rain. ever seen. I know, but, like, the city shuts down. I know. What? I actually did see, like, water trailways. So, little waterways. Oh, yeah. Just trails like some. made by water. Yeah. And I saw, as I was walking down the street, because I had to um, do some grocery shopping today, I was walking down and I saw this red balloon in one of the sewer grates. <laughs> 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 what was that doing there? So, I went over. Yeah. Anything uh, eventful happen? And I heard. You appear to have both of your arms. Children. Laughing. Oh, all right then. <laughs> hey, that movie comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow. Really? I've seen it on digital. Yesterday already. from when this podcast comes out. Oh, uh, okay. My copy shipped today. Really? It will be arriving tomorrow on 4K Blu-ray. Nice. Travis, my dad, and I watched it together as a family film for Christmas. It, is, it does bring us all together at, this ho- at the holidays and this time of giving. It does. And, I agree. Um, yeah, just uh, good, good tidings. It teaches a very moral lesson. It, it, it does? Don't fuck with clowns. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, because yes. we all know that is the true meaning of Christmas. Yes. Don't fuck with clowns. Correct. Um, but yeah, like, okay, so <laughs> it's like, because of the rain, like, let me just go right into, like, shit that's happening right now. This is just a thing that, like, I know that you are still, like, riding high on the new car. Mm-hmm. Which is good. And it's so good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. I am dealing with the opposite. Well, it's not the, it's not a big deal, but it's it is just a small woe that is totally just a thing. Let me guess. Your back um uh camera is fogging up. No, I wish I had a backup camera. Oh. That'd be so nice. Wait, uh, didn't you say Oh no, that was happening to my old car and we were talking about it. Yeah, that's not that's oh, not a problem that, I had. That's a problem you had. That's so sad. Okay, continue. Um, no, my car goes through headlights like most cars go through gas. Like, um, I actually asked my mechanic about it. I was like, why? Like, my car goes through headlights. I think I replace a, a headlight lamp probably every, I think, four to five months. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they I, should last four to five years. I go through multiple headlights per year. And um, I actually asked my mechanic about it. I was like, dude, what the fuck? There like, must be a short. No, it, it turns out um, the uh, my car is an Acura RSX. And um, my car and a handful of other models, not very many cars, um, only for a small couple of years, use this one model of bulb. Which apparently it is not, like that bulb is not meant to, I guess, receive this much power or something like that. So it burns out bulbs remarkably fast. And this is just a standard issue for this car. And they did that on purpose for what reason? I don't think they did it on purpose because like literally like they there's only a couple of years worth of cars that use this bulb and then everyone learned and was like, "Oh shit, we can't this doesn't work. This is a terrible idea. These these cars are going through bulbs like crazy." And so they stopped doing that. I wonder what the reason is that it goes so fast. It's just like these bulbs don't have enough energy in them or No, I think it's that the bulbs are meant to like I don't know, I mean just let's just arbitrary numbers here. Let's say, you know, the bulb is meant to receive you know, 20 watts of juice to grid X amount of light or whatever. Like, I think it's getting like 
40. Like, I think it's overpowering the bulbs, so they blow out super fast. Oh, weird. I think. Because, like, my my lights on my car are crazy bright. And I think they might be misaimed. Because um, typically whenever I get new headlights, uh, everybody flashes their high beams at me because they think my high beams are on. Oh, no. To that's which, the worst. To actually. which then I you... flash my high beams at them and they realize Good. they've made a terrible mistake. Oops, I did it again. So, um, but yeah, like right now, because it's raining, though, I am driving with one headlight. And um, because I park outside, I don't have a covered place for which to swap out my headlights. Plus, also, I don't know how to in this car. My previous car, I did it myself all the time. Oh. But this car, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I looked up some YouTube videos. And is it complicated? It's it's way more complicated than it should be. Um, and Jiffy Lube is the place I typically go to buy a bulb and have them install it for me. They were out of bulbs. So today I went to Pet Boys after work and I bought four headlight bulbs just so I have some in my glove box so I don't have to worry about this shit any, ever again. And um, in front of me in line, William H. Macy. Fun, oh, sweet. Fun little side note. Him and his daughter. Uh, and uh, about um, Felicity. I wish Felicity Huffman was there because I love her and I love her voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sports Night, one of my favorite shows. I love her. Uh, so like, um, I yeah, so I bought a bunch of headlights and then I left because their service era, area was closed already, so they couldn't install for me. And then I drove to Jiffy Lube and they were closed already too. So I'm still driving with one headlight, and I decided I was going to be bold and do it at home. But it's raining. Yeah, it's raining. So see, we obviously don't know what to do when it rains, right? I've no, so like I'm hoping tomorrow. You are correct. This city does shut down. It does. It's, we're kind of pathetic in that sense. <laughs> I, I'm okay with. It. I like it here. We are used to perfect weather, and when we don't don't have it for one reason or another Ugh. we literally cry take until our ball it goes and away go home. <laughs> take our ball and go home I like well that. and through through the tears like the rain it, with the rain you can't tell what are the tears and what are what is the rain you can't yeah. i always wondered how pennywise would keep his makeup on so well pennywise is a demon like yeah not true. so much a clown that's true so i think that might just be you know it's his skin huh? yeah i think yeah. so it's like crusty the clown that's not makeup Ugh. Krusty's a demon? No, but he does make a joke on what that's not makeup he's wearing. Oh, okay. Although, it, like, there's other episodes when it shows him with a shirt off and he clearly has, like, a makeup line. So, I don't know. The, the Simpsons. Maybe he tattooed his head. It's all over the place. It's crazy. In a the continuity way. is crazy. So, what have you been up to? Um, I went, okay, well, this is, I'm going to keep this very short, but I just went on a date. Yes. Slash just like a, it was more like just food and drinks is, rather than a date. Is this a coffee meets bagel date? No, he actually found me on from the podcast. Oh. um, From this podcast and then found me on Twitch. He's actually used to be um one of the Twitch like famous Twitchers or whatever they call him. <laughs> Twitcher. I like that. He's a famous Twitcher. <laughs> and uh, or he was. And anyway, he we connected and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna be in LA and I was like, Oh, okay. So we met oh, he doesn't live here. No. So he was just in town for uh, two days and So you went on a date with somebody who's like like I said, it wasn't a date. It was just oh. we were meeting and mm. just going to chat because we both were, you know, interested in the same stuff. Mm. It wasn't a date, <laughs> but it was fun. He was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say who it was, but that was fun. And then um, I also worked on a really cool project with some really famous trans people who I'm not going to say who because I signed a disclosure agreement. A non-disclosure agreement? Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that, that would make more sense. I, you you I, have to talk about it. I only disclose everything oh oh just kidding 
uh, yeah, a non-disclosure agreement. And but hopefully it's something that's going to change the way Hollywood um, writes about trans people. And it's it's going to be fun Neat. when it comes out when when all this comes to fruition. So did those two things and um yeah how about you uh, well i've been busy uh last week i had my face lasered oh yes and so or Tell more specifically my eyes i actually have video of um my left eye getting the procedure done um yeah todd did, did it uh, hurt no felt nothing honestly going to the dentist did you blink did you move your eye you can't blink i know but did you 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 literally can't they they put you in like the the um, oh, clock, the, the clockwork orange. No, the clock like the clockwork orange eye pry open deals. Uh, they they put those on you. Yeah. Um, Did Mugatu do that too? When oh he yeah, was when, brainwashing he's, when he's programming him to relax. Zoolander, yeah. Yeah. Relax. Don't do it. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was like obey my dog. <laughs> it was a six minute little thing. It was so fast. Um, I felt nothing. Like honestly, uh, uh, going like having your teeth cleaned at the dentist, you is is a more. In, it feels more invasive, you know, compared to what what happened to me. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. It was neat. Um, yeah, and Todd did a bunch of Instagram stories of the right eye getting done with his commentary, and then he just shot video for me of the left eye getting done. So I have some footage of my my oh, procedure. That's funny. And um, but yeah, like it's it's crazy. Uh, it's been a, it was a couple days ago now. So um, I have I'm still recovering. I have some halos around lights. So, um, like, if I look at a light that has a pretty big sort of radius of additional light around it, yeah, um, makes driving at night a little not difficult, just a little different. Um, and how long till that goes away? Uh, from what I've heard, they say it should be um two to three weeks or so. Um, but although I've heard some people after getting LASIK, the halos stay forever. Um, some people it takes a little longer, so it just could be part of my my vision now. Um, but but you're fine with that. It's not like going. Oh, it's just... it's it doesn't stop me from doing anything. Thing. and um and yeah in general like it's i was i'm able to leave the house without glasses and i can read fine print on things without having to you know worry about it it's crazy like I, my vision is you know in a situation where now i can actually like do stuff and um you know like it's uh is todd getting used to you without your glasses he's still mourning the loss of my glasses do you know what he could do he could just draw with a sharpie some glasses on you at you, night. So you want someone to draw on my face now? Well, I think it would be funny. As long as he took a photo and posted it up on our Instagram account. When he can always uh -huh. punch the lenses out of my glasses. I still have my old glasses. Yeah, um, he could do that. But I think the Sharpie thing would be a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't even feel them. Well, I I think the fumes would actually be bad for the eyes, though. Like, because right now I'm, I'm doing a lot of drops and stuff because my eyes are super dry. So I think Sharpie fumes would be bad. He'll do it when you sleep. So by the time you wake up, the fumes will be gone. It's a terrible idea. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, but no. So yeah, li like it's it's crazy. Um, still getting used to that. It's just it's a different sort of uh, adjustment for me. I had a treat yourself day, and I bought myself some new sunglasses, which Todd helped me pick out. But then later he was laughing about because he says when I wear them, I look like I'm blind. So <laughs> that is. Uh, 
Because also I was looking in the distance. Are they Ray-Ban? They are. Sweet. I was looking in the distance while talking to him. And so he was just like, you look like you're blind because you're not really, you know. They're cool. I like him. them. Thanks. Well, I, I like that shape too. I know a few people who have that. The Wayfarers. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I was excited because like they're, they're a matte finish on the frame, but they're super mirrored on the lenses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I decided to go nuts and just get one real good pair of sunglasses. Once those are either destroyed or lost, I will probably start buying cheapo gas station sunglasses. But for now, I have nice ones. That's where I am. That and I'll do. Um, I need to. We were just talking before the show. I need to get sunglasses that are prescription. So I'm probably going to do Warby Parker since the glasses I have now for just my regular glasses are Warby Parker. So oh yeah, they're not the best constructed glasses. I, I do feel you kind of get what you pay for. You but get the price what you on pay those for is incredible. Yeah, they're $99, I think. Or That's so crazy cheap. But you know what? Sometimes you can get good glasses for like 75 bucks. Oh, no, I mean, I meant crazy cheap in a great way. Like, that is, that's actually really fantastic. Because, like, yeah, my last pair of glasses were $800. What the fuck? Yeah. What, what were they? Diamond-studded Gianni Versace? They were Ray-Bans, but, like, the frames were only, I think, 130 Like, they weren't that expensive of, of frames. But it's just, you know, high-index lenses and anti-glare and uh polycarbonate or whatever the fuck like just you know all the sort of extra stuff so they weren't like coke bottle thick or super heavy um just adds all these extra costs to it i don't think my prescription has that much of a problem like to create a thin lens yeah well yeah i was pretty blind so yeah so Um, this i'm glad you're now bionic so right soon the soon my laser vision will come um i think that's the next step Uh, you'll be able to heat up my coffee without even having to leave the table right and yeah and don't piss me off or uh you will die or from laser eyes um <laughs> yeah uh trying to go what else uh todd i've been watching some tv we finished season four of black mirror oh yeah how many it's six episodes yeah yeah have you started uh, oh, no, no you... i started something else but continue okay. yeah we finished season four of black mirror it's interesting like this season i was worried it might have been a little bit of retreading the past because it does take some familiar ideas and sort of shuffles them a little bit yeah. or some stuff that they've already done and shuffles uh but you I, said last podcast that there was an episode you were looking forward to, which you thought would be the best episode of the season. Oh, really? Episode three, maybe? What was it? Well, episode four, like, yeah, episode three is Crocodile, which I really like. Yeah, that's, I think that That's one it. of the more polarizing ones. Okay. Um, yeah, some people hate it. Some people love it. Hang the DJ is episode four, though, and I think that probably, uh, that's one I just, I just watched last time, and it was probably one of the better episodes of the season. Um, okay. Then we watched Metalhead, the black and white one, which was fun. Short. It's like 40 minutes, and it's very straightforward. I liked it. Hmm. Uh, its ending was a little meh, but, you know, sometimes that happens. And then the last episode, Black Museum, was pretty cool. Sweet. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, any, was good. Were any of them scary? Um, or just psychological thrillers? Uh, one of them actually like did a pretty good job of creating some real tension and like actiony thriller kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, yeah, like none of them I felt were as um damning on like mm-hmm. people as uh seasons one and two were like one and two were the uh, the seasons that i thought really like went real like 
dark, heavy handed. But also those episodes were like, I don't know about heavy handed. That's a negative term, I feel. No, it like lays it on thick. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like they, they just went, they went very sincerely dark. Uh, and also, I think at the time, you know, seasons one and two were both. We'd never seen anything like, or the, like, you know, Black Mirror was a new thing. And I don't think anyone was really prepared, especially for the first episode of season one. Like, just because that first episode is so shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah. we did that. And we finished that. And so we watched the first episode of the Netflix original series that's in German called Dark. It's pretty cool. Dark. Dark. It is in German. It, it was shot originally in German. Turns out when you start watching it, it defaults to the English dub, which we disabled and put back onto the German original soundtrack with English subtitles. And it's cool. Like scary? Uh, it's not scary, but it's it's intriguing. The first episode was really, really cool. Uh, we can't wait to watch more I don't even it. know what it's about. I've never even heard of it. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot, but like the the idea is it is, a, well, it's a thriller that sort of plays with time a little bit. Um. And my company did the teaser trailer for it, which I was really, really, um, I really liked. And um, and then, um, so yeah, I was already kind of in- intrigued. And I'll, anyone who worked on it at the office was uh, praising just what a cool show it was. And that like they watched all 10 episodes real fast because they just wanted to know more and they wanted to see more of it. All so. right, I'll put dark in my queue as well, I guess. It's pretty neat. I mean, it I that this queue at this point will never I'll never get through it. Oh yeah. No, it's it's, it's impossible. I still haven't even started Master of None. Yeah, that's another good one that I have never seen. And Aziz Ansari won a Golden Globe I for it last know. night. No, that's crazy. Cuz I mean, cuz the, the Golden well Globes just happened. Well deserved. Yeah. Tell us about the Golden Globes. Well, uh, it was an evening of uh, awards given to people who performed and did things. Uh, it was an evening praising the work of women and um, highly critical of many men in the industry. Very nice, um, as it should be. Women in black. Yes. Uh, and um, it was a big night for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, because Francis McDormand won, and as well, it won Best Picture Musical or Comedy. Um, yeah. Or, no, or, I, wait, no, or was that, I don't know if that won Best Picture Musical or Comedy or Drama, because Lady Bird, I think Lady Bird was Drama, and then Three Billboards was Comedy, because Lady Bird also won. I want to see both of those. Even though Lady Bird, like, and what, and Saoirse Ronan won for performance for Lady Bird. Um, Greta Gerwig was not nominated for Best Director. Best Director was all male uh, nominees this year. Um, yeah, thanks. What about which, Patty Jenkins? And Greta Gerwig. Okay. Because like, I think she might have, she didn't win for Best Original Screenplay. That actually went to Martin McDonough, I think, for Three Billboards. But, um... It was a big night for many people, uh, especially Oprah. Yay, Oprah for president. Who won the Cecil B. DeMille Award and um, gave a very, very rousing speech. A lot of people are calling for Oprah for president 2020. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, well, nothing could be worse than what oh, we're going through now. I know, absolutely. But I also don't really think that just another celebrity is necessarily the way to go. Um because honestly, this sh- should not be a reality competition series of who's most famous and gets to be president. Uh, but Oprah is sure as hell much better than Trump. And also, like, it is funny because, you know, using the same logic that a lot of people use to get him elected, they were like, oh, yeah, well, I want a guy running the country who will run it like a business. Then, yeah, hire fucking Oprah. Her business, much more 
successful without you know multiple bankruptcies mm-hmm. um, i don't know about more successful i don't know about net worth at this point but like i just know that she doesn't really seem to have the same sort of blemish filled fucking business history also she's not a fucking monster and everything she puts out there is uplifting and it's for a community or it, you know it it represents the underrepresented she is a very like, i was listening to npr today and they were talking about how like you know um she may not be the best she may not be the best candidate you know or whatever but like why are people gravitating so well to what she did first off she did a fucking amazing inspiring speech uh, and on top of that, like just everything she's done, even if she hasn't been doing necessarily public service, not public service, but like, you know, she hasn't been a um, public servant, okay. you know, or like working in politics yeah. or like super knowledgeable of policy. She does do a good job of unifying people. Like she brings people together. She does not divide people. Like Plus that's... she educates on issues that are not often talked about. Absolutely. And she's, she's, yeah, she's very much pushing this sort of education and positive feeling out there she's putting good shit out she's not this like negative kind of dickhead so you're fired yeah exactly her catchphrase is not firing people and so like she's already you know a uh a much more i think inspiring force i don't you know i mean like if i had to pick between her and trump it's it's a no-brainer but you know i do feel like there there should be there has to be people who are more qualified but um but I do like how she makes me feel, and I and I missed I've missed being inspired by speak by speeches. I need to go and watch a speech. I just saw a, the smallest piece of it. How long was it? Like ten um, minutes? No, I don't, I don't. I don't know how long it was. I'd say probably maybe like six minutes. I literally only saw the part where she was talking about how amazing it was to see Sidney Poitier. Oh yeah, that was like towards the beginning on stage of her thing, and yeah, get his award. Because yeah, like I mean, it's I, it's you know, I say this all the time whenever I think about the Obamas and stuff. I miss being inspired by speeches. Like, oh, I know he, he had good speeches. Seriously, he was such a, a moving speaker, and yeah, even and Michelle is a moving speaker, and but he actually had somebody write speeches too. Which oh well, Trump is an idiot for not having a speechwriter. Seriously, like you should have speechwriters, but even then, like Obama just maybe had, he can't read. Well, maybe that's the whole that's, thing. That's one of the theories. And like, yeah, just Obama has such a he had such a, a dignified way about him that like you know so. I miss them so much. Um, well, actually, and speaking of, of that whole thing, like, just this kind of a little bit of a newsy thing, I guess, but, like, there's that new book out by uh, Michael Ooh, Wolf. Yes. That is very getting... much upsetting Trump. <laughs> yeah, and now it's, like, is, people are saying, is it fiction? Well, is I think it... I've heard there's some unsubstantiated claims and, yeah. and not the best uh, fact-checking in it, yeah. but... Um, <clears throat> I'm really excited about reading it. It seems like it's just going to be a real page turner. I mean, I hear the production can't keep up with the demand. You know, I bought a Kindle copy of it because uh, Amazon's already sold out of the physical version. So yeah. I, I bought a digital copy because they can't run out of those. Yeah, of course, Trump has already put out a cease and desist, but please. Yeah, when I love that Macmillan, the publisher, They're was like, like no, nope. we're still going to release it. Seriously. Sue us. <laughs> yeah, like they have to feel pretty confident in their book and that they're okay with, you know, publishing totally. it. Totally. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else has been happening. Uh, I ordered, have you heard of this game called Drop Mix? No. <coughs> Excuse me. It is the new, um, it's a game that is, uh, it's put out by Harmonix, the people who did Rock Band. Okay. And it is a thing where, like, you have this, it's a, it's a physical game. And it's this big sort of plastic tray that you put your phone in and you connect it to it via Bluetooth, I, I believe. And, um, what you do is you, um, so you put your phone in this thing and then you have a bunch of cards, like trading cards kind of things that, um, they each have, uh, 
RFID codes in them, similar to an amiibo. Okay. And um, so, like, say you have a card that is, like, the bass riff for Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. And you have, like, the lyric line, like, the lyric, yeah, lyric line for The Weeknd's Can't Feel My Face. Okay. And the drum beats to Hall & Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. Okay. And like, so it's a thing where like you take turns putting down cards in the various slots that they have. Are you trying to build a song? It creates like a weird mashup remix of all five cards that are in the, the five slots that are there. And like it plays with tempo and key in order to sort of make everything work together. And it's really, really interesting. Um, I've seen somebody play it at work a couple times. And um, how, how do they sound? It, like some they sound cool. Yeah. They sound really cool. Like there's some really interesting ones. So um, like it's, uh, yeah. So I, I ordered that today because um, it was like half price on Amazon. And so it's like, and it's a phone mobile game. You use your phone to like sort of power the, the mix and like the audio but like it's this big sort of plastic thing that you put the cards in oh i see gotcha and so and it scans those and and does that whole thing so i just got that interesting Um, you and your wonderful toys right that's cool I um are we going on to games already? Because I wanted to. Yeah, that's all I've been up to. Oh, okay. Well, I um I don't want to go on to games just yet. I watched not. I just started. I saw the first couple episodes of a show called Wormwood. Heard of it? Oh, I've seen the 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 billboard for it. Okay, yeah. So it's um. It's a documentary with reenactments, and it's about the do- um, the death of Dr. Frank Olson, which this happened in 1953, and what happened was he had, quote-unquote, either jumped or fallen out of window of a hotel, and basically that's he died, and it was this big old conspiracy that was going on around it. Mm-hmm. So what the documentary is, it's about his son, who's talking about what does this mean that... You know, and how how does somebody fall or jump out a window and the whole situation of how um, MK Ultra came to light and how they were doing government testing and the CIA was testing um, for mind control drugs. And so they were um, basically drugging their employees and random people to see how it affects people and doing it without their consent. So that's how this doctor died he was drugged by our government and he went into it he had an effect where he thought the window was possibly something else and just fell out the window or jumped out the window who knows but it was all drug induced so that's not a secret because that had already come to light before this all happened uh-huh. but this documentary explores mk ultra and what happened to this family and how you know their reactions and it's kind of going into a whole bunch of other stuff which i haven't gone into yet because i'm only on episode like two or three okay so this is a full-on series it's not just s- like a documentary yeah, feature it's a six um, part series huh. six episode series and they're about 40 minutes to an hour each i think and yeah and it's all it, a whole bunch of it is uh reenacted with real like you know pretty famous actors who none of them i could name but i've you know i can recognize them yeah and goes in with actual like documents and real live um just broadcasts of what happened and news sources and a whole bunch of shit. So it's really cool. Interesting. Well, the, yeah. the billboard is very striking. Like it's, it's key art is um, it's a man breaking through like a, oh, a plane. Window. Oh, uh-huh. and, um, and yeah, there's a lot of like yeah. broken pieces of window around him. And it's a very, like it, it's a very uh, strong image um, that like, yeah, cause I drive past a billboard on the way to work. 
Yeah, it's called Wormwood, and yeah, it's our government is crazy. They would do something like that and not tell anybody. So, um, yeah, who knows what else they're testing what on would, us right now? What would cause a man to defenestrate himself? Defenestrate? Defenestrate, I believe, is the term to. Is that uh, a word of the week? It, that is. <laughs> that, that I is, don't remember. <laughs> d- no, defenestrate is a word that means, uh, I believe, to be ejected from a window. Oh, wow. Like, if I'm correct, oh, defenestrate, verb, throw someone out of a window. Wow. Or to remove or dismiss someone from a position of power or authority. But it's more fun to refer to it as throwing someone from a window. An ejection. Demonstration. Um, so, yeah, I do recommend it. It's going to get interesting, I feel. Um, you have to be in the mood to watch it, though. It starts off a little slow. But anyhow, that's my two cents. Nice. Oh, and then on the other ha- thing, I am actually feeling a little better. Remember, I was really sick last week. Oh, so. yeah. Well, you didn't sound it. So it's funny. I have a hard time remember you being like, sick just because you didn't. You sounded wonderful. Yeah, thanks. I'm only <laughs> snotting out about a gallon of boogers oh, every God. day, but that's okay. It's shit, all mush. Shit just got real. <laughs> shit yeah. just got real. Todd is sick again. Like, this is, oh, I think, no. the third time he's been sick in, like, six weeks. He needs to drink more water. Something. I don't know. Just, like, he's sick all have, the time. If your um, fluid levels are up, then it's hard for, like, the cold to get into your cells. Well, I'm very much hoping he does not get me sick, because right now it's like I'm being hyper aware of, like, how my eyes feel because of this because the LASIK last thing I need is to like get sick and be confused about like you know totally like what is causing me to feel this shitty like well you won't get sick from me because I'm on the tail end but yeah drink lots of water and vitamin C that always helps fine the doctor is in oh (laughs) thank you doctor so uh, what are you playing um well I've been dabbling a little bit in the little nightmares second DLC called the hideaway um to be honest it's not really speaking to me that much I'm a little frustrated by it it's a little more open than the previous um game and dlc were which was very straightforward a very like linear experience it's not not to say it's open like like open world or really give that full of options but like right now i just i'm in a place that's a little bigger than i'm used to and i'm just like not totally feeling it so i feel like i need to come back to it and i started playing a game on the switch which is also available on steam and uh, ios called Gora Goa and it is an interesting game. I thought it was like I thought it'd be like Framed, which is the game that um Kojima made for iOS, it where you re- rearrange panels of like a comic in order to make a story happen. That's how Framed works. Mm-hmm. I thought Gora Goa would be the same thing cuz it's like a square with like four smaller squares and making it up and um you are able to move panels around in order to like make a image or make a story or and connect them but at the same time like let's say you have an image that is an archway and like mm-hmm. through the archway you can see like a tree or something sometimes you can click in to go through the archway so now like that image is just what was behind the arch or you can pull out and then you can drag the layer of the archway off of that image to another panel so now you can put the archway over something else like it's super interesting and that it's really playing with perception and um and layers of things so are you trying to make a picture you're you're trying to uh tell a story or like evolve this narrative um where like it's trying a boy is trying to collect a bunch of elements and so you have to kind of get him from point a to point b by either creating walkways for him or or, yeah or like using this sort of non-lateral thinking to turn like you catch like there's a, a star in the sky and you need a lantern to be lit if you can get it so the star ends up in the lantern it's almost like fire and then the, the lantern burns or lantern lights gotcha. up. so it's, it's playing with a lot of that sort of stuff it's really strange and like 
like it's so funny um i consider myself a fairly smart dude um my this game does not speak to my type of logic at all like i'm having a really hard time with it and can you do a rubik's cube no um but meanwhile though uh todd just happened to catch a couple minutes of me playing it and he was like what is this and i was like trying to explain it and i was just fucking he's like oh just do this well, Boop, yeah. and done. i was like blindly like pawing at things just trying to get figure out whatever i could do and he was like oh move the arch over there and i was like oh oh, oh okay and the next day i knew i have a teammate helping me through this and like todd just instantly this game just instantly clicked for him creative mind totally he just like and it's so funny because I, I still always tell the story of like uh when i played portal I always thought like forward or backward and my friend Jay thought upward. And so like huh. whenever we got to a, a level where like you had to blast yourself forward using momentum in Portal, that was my jam. And if I if you needed to do a thing where you blasted upward to reach a high platform, Jay was your guy. Between the two of us, we figured that game out. But like at the same time, it was amazing how much I never thought vertically ever. And he didn't think Weird. laterally. And so it was like I think three-dimensionally. Well, good for you, because we both did not. <laughs> um, and so it was, especially because, like, Portal was so unique at the time. I like your, Our brains weren't really geared to think that way. Portal 2 made total sense to me, and I I tore through that thing. But Portal 1, I wasn't prepared for. No. Yeah. I, yeah. What are you playing? Oh, Rob, I've been a very bad squirrel. <laughs> oh, no. Are you not playing anything, or are you playing something terrible? I haven't played anything this last week. It's been real crazy. This is barely a video games podcast anymore, really. No, it is. It, it is? It is. I just need to, to get it together. Seriously, get it together. Um, yeah, it's, um, I feel like, honestly, okay, this is maybe really crazy sounding, but I don't remember anything about what happened last week at all. Like, zero. I actually was very worried. I, I think I might have repeated myself about Black Mirror, because I looked at my agenda for last week, and we did talk about Black Mirror. We just mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was trying to think. Like, it is it is a thing where I... I don't remember last week. Is that weird? I mean, I remember working, because I worked Saturday, Sunday, for the film I was doing. You did take that crazy blow to the head. I did? No, I, I didn't. I keyed, I keyed. Oh. And, um... I remember I came back from Christmas, but I don't remember anything between that and like you're still riding than... high on that new car. Yeah, you're getting high Maybe on the new it. car smell. You were. Maybe you were, that's it. It's my huffing. anxiety from trying to think of where I need to move my car so it doesn't get hit again. And that's that's what I'm dealing. And you're with just right busy now. huffing that new car smell. Yeah, I did go. Oh, you know what? I did go to the beach with it already. Yeah. I went to the beach over the weekend, too. Really? I took, well, not the weekend. I went over the weekend. Yeah, I took it to Manhattan, and it was fine. It was fun. Nice. And I saw another person with the same damn car. Yeah. And I was like, this is definitely a beach city car. Well, and the car, like, so I know you want to take up surfing. That was, like, one of your goals for the year. Are you going to get a surf rack? I will if I do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally, because that car looks so cute with a surf rack. So what, what beach do you go to? Manhattan? Um, that's where I went to yesterday, but I mean the other day, but yeah. Yeah. So over the weekend I went to Playa, the Playa del Rey, I think, Playa del, uh-huh. um, to the fire pits cause, uh, a, a former coworker is moving out of state. And mm. so it was kind of his goodbye thing. So we, Hi, Todd. and Todd just came home. <sighs> yeah. Yo, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys hear that, but Todd says hi. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went to the, I went to the beach and I, I didn't stay very long though. Cause it was, uh, the night it was like 24 hours after my my LASIK, and I was worried about getting a bunch of smoke in my eyes. Totally. No, I get it. Yeah, you got to be cautionary with your brand new eyeballs. Right? Um, yeah, well, shame on you for not playing anything. I know. 
What next are you going to do? Next I, I will play next week. <gasps> Super Mario cereal. Oh my God. This is a very video gamey thing. Todd bought a box of Super Mario cereal, which, special, yeah, the box is a special amiibo you can use with Super Mario Odyssey. Like there's a RFID code, I think right here. Oh, sweet. So you can scan that to, uh, or no, you scan here to get something. I think it actually just unlocks coins, which is a bummer. Oh. But still, well, it's, something. it's a fucking cereal box that you can scan into a game. That's awesome. I've read it tastes like Lucky Charms. It looks like Lucky Charms. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, um, well, uh, are we going to learn something? We are. Beyond what defenestration means? The word, oh yeah. Which, yeah, I snuck that one in there. Defenestration. I don't remember that word, but I do remember what it means, so. There you go. something. Uh, word of the week. The what? what was my song? No, you just say the it word, like that, word, and then word. sometimes there was a. week, week, week. Sometimes there was a little <laughs> echo on week. Um, word of the week is Moira. Like the name? Yeah. M-O-I-R-A? Yeah. I had, I'm guessing that's a adjective. It's a noun. Mm -hmm. Wow, I had no idea that that Moira was a thing, um, aside from like a a lady name. Um, Moira. I have no clue. If I tell you its origin, will you? Maybe. You might help. Ancient Greek. Oh, okay. Ancient Greek. No, I mean, I imagine it's something very like, either like ladylike or flowy or something, you know, generally lovely. Because I, otherwise I don't think it would become a woman's name. Because mm. if it was like, you know, the Greek word for trash heap, I don't think anyone <laughs> would be like, I'm going to name my daughter Moira. <laughs> it's like naming your daughter Bella. Like that means beautiful in what, Italian. That's the name of my car, Bella Donna. There you go. And what, Donna, and uh, what is Donna? Well, Bella Donna is like deadly nightshade. Oh, all right then. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, but Bella, you know, is beautiful in, in Italian. And so I doubt Moira is anything bad. It's fate or destiny. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Because isn't Professor X in love with Moira? Isn't that his love? I don't recall. Which might lead to like something to have to do. He's in love with destiny. He has a date with destiny. He has a date with um, destiny. And he can see things. So maybe it all makes sense. That is interesting about like... um. It's like the name Destiny, except, you know, less strippery. Moira? Yeah, because, like, you know, I think if you meet a, a woman oh, named yeah, Destiny, totally. it's pretty strippery. Or a porn star. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Moira, it comes from, like, it has to do with, like, the fates and cutting the thread of, yeah, yeah of your destiny and all that shit. Interesting. So, yeah. Cute. That's the word. Well, it's kind of funny, because, yeah, know. the new character on in Overwatch is named Moira. Oh, I was I was trying to figure out a, a word that was relatable to video games. So the, it, you did perfect. it. Yeah, you totally didn't even mean to, but yeah, you, you did. Know it. So there you have it. Um, What's neat. your power? Uh, she's a healer. Interesting. Like she's a healer who has like some pretty serious damage output as well. I believe. I don't know her that well as a character. She has creepy claw hands, and she looks like David Bowie. I wonder if her, she has claw hands like the scissors of the fates. Maybe <laughs> yeah, that could be. It's interesting because I do wonder. That's how they cut the thread of your yeah. life. Whoosh. Anyway, that'd be cool if that's where they got the idea from. Yeah. So yeah. So on to the vinyl frontier. Mm-hmm. The final frontier. So I got two things. Um, uh, first off, I went and I got my copy of Persona 5. I was able to track down. Yay! 
I was able to track down the lost shipment. Sherlock Rob on the case. Yeah, it turns out it got returned to sender and the tracking did not reflect that. Um, And I was able to call them and figure it out. They held it for me. I went and picked it up. Uh, So I have the six disc special edition Persona 5 soundtrack. It's beautiful. Uh, And I was listening to it today. That is some good fucking rainy day music. So like I got through three of the six discs today at work. Damn. Um, so I will listen to the other three probably tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice. That was cool. And then um, I got an email from Square Enix today in that my uh, near Gestalt and near Automata sets are about to ship. Like the vinyl soundtracks to those. Oh, jeez. I'm really excited. Because like I-, I remember playing the initial. How long ago did you purchase those? Uh, I pre-ordered that probably back in like July or August. Fuck, that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, it's a lot of, I mean, a lot of times, you know, just you, I do pre-orders a good like nine months before they ship just because, you know, like if they're limited or whatever. Like you, you're buying these things before they've even been pressed yeah um but yeah there's like, still a concept at this point but i remember like when i played near or near gestalt the the first one um or near replicant i think it was gestalt for america um i remember thinking the soundtrack was incredible it was so good and um and automata has a good soundtrack too so um i'm very 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 excited about those um arriving sweet Hooray. so yeah those are my final frontiers awesome so uh is the rain causing some sort of uh, graphic jam? Why? Yes. yes, it is, Rob. Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> now that is a fucking segue, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, graphic jam this week is actually been. It was a suggestion because I asked for suggestions last week, and what do you know? I got some. So uh, this one's by Violet Jones, and her Twitter is Violet underscore Jones 26. And thank you because she recommended Catwoman When in Rome. And it's by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. And it's fucking amazing, by the way. Yeah, it's a mini series. Catwoman goes on kind of a vacation. We'll call it a vacation. And um, to Italy to basically figure out who her mother and father are. She's trying to figure out her history, her past, like where does she come from? So that's her her plan. Well, she has to infiltrate the mob's headquarters in order to do so because somehow her family history is related to the mob. So it becomes this whole like film noir type thing, this whole um, cat and mouse game. Oh, that works for Catwoman. Hey, yo. <laughs> Didn't even mean to do that. That hey. was pretty good, though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's really fun. And um, the problem, though, is she keeps having these really bad haunting nightmares about Batman, the Joker, and some other of Arkham's lead villains. And she can't figure out why things are happening while she's trying to figure out her past. And so it's this really fun mystery. So... It's really good. I recommend it. And um, the artwork is very nice. And all the covers are based off of an, an Italian painter or artist. And he's famous. You see him in like lots of coffee shops and stuff. I forget his name. Um, Rene Grau? 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 Don't hit me if, if you hear this because I didn't mean to mispronounce your name. Because I know you'll listen, Renee. I know you will. You're probably dead by now, but whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So all of the covers of all the different books have these really cool, like, Italian kind of coffee shop look to them. Like that one. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, recommend. Very cute. Thank you for handing it to me so I can look at it like I always do. Yeah. Oh, and the funny thing about this is the Riddler is kind of like her sunscreen boy. So she takes him along to, like, answer questions that she has about her past if they come about. And he's kind of this skeezy, slimy, like, little man trying to, like, hump her the whole time. (laughs) So it's pretty funny. I like how big most of the panels are. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, instead of, you know, just being a lot of small, kind of similar size things, like, they do a lot of big, full-page panels. Yeah. They're, like, real close-ups and stuff. Totally. The artwork is nice. It's very vibrant. High contrast. There's um, a whole lot of butt going on. Is that just Catwoman in general? In this one, yeah, she gets kind of undressed a lot, which yeah. is very sexy. There's a lot of... It's very Italian, this one. Scantily clad <laughs> Catwoman. Yeah, totally. Um, and I like the artwork. They depicted her in kind of like this... I don't know, she kind of has this like semi-masculine look to her, too, which I, I, I dig. So. Nice. Um, well, uh, so thank you, Violet. Yeah, thank for you, Violet. The suggestion. Well, and uh, speaking of sort of a fan, you know, outreach thing, I have some of the results of uh, the poll that we that I posted. Oh to, yeah, to Twitter. tell me. Like, I mean, there's still one day left. Well, remind them to about vote. the poll. But yeah, the, the poll was. I need to vote, um, actually. Yeah, you should vote because you I'll could break it. Right a, now. You could break a tie here. <gasps> um. So the um the poll that I posted last time was uh in reaction to uh, or it was bringing up a question from the game Catherine which was asking which is easier to love someone or to be loved by someone uh, to which uh, I definitely was in the camp that feels to love someone is much much easier to receive love is actually quite difficult um, at least for me it is and um, because I was feeling saucy and just you know wanted to have some fun with it I posted a third option on the poll of uh Shut up, Rob. That was the other option I gave. What? <laughs> yeah, are you looking for the poll now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there it is. is. Yeah, so the three options were to love someone, to be loved by someone, or shut up, Rob. And uh, so that is the, but the question was, yeah, which is easier? And um, I'm watching you vote now, and then I'm going to update with the new situation here. Oh. So the new results are, which actually they didn't update on my phone. Um, may I? Yes, you may. The current results are 50% of people say it is easier to love someone. 7% say it is easier to be loved by someone. And 43% of people say, shut (laughs) Shut up, up, Rob. Rob. (laughs) To which I say to those 43% of people, you are wrong. That is not easy. It is not easy easy to shut me up. No. At all. Good luck. Yeah. I try every week. Seriously, it doesn't work. (laughs) I am a chatterbox. But yeah, so um, I'm going to count that as uh, to love someone being the winner because that is... I, I do think is the easiest and I'm kind of glad at least that I don't feel like quite as much of a monster and it's not even like a torn like it wasn't even 50-50 it was just well it like, was 50-50 on to love someone and shut up Rob and shut up Rob until you broke that tie <laughs> thank you oh yeah <laughs> damn it I should have put shut up Rob <laughs> But uh, yeah, I would say that there's still time to vote. But by the time this episode is out, there won't be. Um, but we should do more polls. That was fun. Yeah, I've I you know I sometimes put up polls. That... You do. I've seen you do like DC versus Marvel. And... That one did pretty well. Yeah, Marvel won by a landslide though. Well, Marvel's doing real good right now. It's weird. Yeah, I, I feel like DC has characters that just objectively I like more. Like with Batman. Yeah. And Catwoman. Totally. Like I feel like there are characters I just objectively like. There's a fun villain in this. 
by the way, in this When in Rome book, mm-hmm. who I'm not going to give it away. you got to go read it now. Okay. It'll be an enticement. All right, then. But she's a main Wonder Woman villain. Oh. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. But I like, obviously, I like Marvel's output in the cinematic world, which as someone who doesn't read a lot of comic books, that's the main, my main interaction at this point with yeah. that. I mean, I, I do feel DC makes better video games just because most of the Batman games have been good. Yeah. They should, I've. I mean, they should do a Catwoman game. Although, oof, that new Spider-Man game looks so good. Yeah, I think that one's going to do very well. I'm really excited about that game. But I love Insomniac. But that's Sony. It's Insomniac Studios. Oh, it's Insomniac. Which I love them. I do too. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Even the Resistance games I really liked. Never played them. They're good. Like, at first, they, I thought it was a very straightforward first-person shooter, and I wasn't that into it. And then I realized, like, oh, it's actually really What really was good. one of their other early games? Insomniac? They're the ones that initially developed Spyro. The Dragon. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they did Spyro for the first um, PlayStation, PlayStation, like, that 1. whole... I think they did the entire series. And then yeah. uh, published by Activision, though. And then PlayStation 2 is when they moved on to Ratchet and Clank. Gotcha. Which Ratchet and Clank is just a gem so of a good. series. I've played most of those. Yeah. Real good. All right. So um, I guess we're on to news, which I already covered the response to the poll. Um, so there's that. Um, do you have Sweet. any news? I do. I have some news. Yeah. Have you heard about um, Zenoma's e-skin? E-skin. It's called e-skin, the product. Okay. No. E-skin. <laughs> okay. No. So, it sounded like you just made up some words. Right. What's, well, what was the first name? Zenora? The, na- the name of the company is Zenoma. Zenoma. And they made a product called E-Skin. And basically, it's a, I guess you, it probably feels like a Spider-Man type top, like a very tight fitting top, like spandex maybe. But it's a it's a shirt that you could play video games in that moves like a controller. So it's like a shirt that controls video game movement. Weird. So well, this is basically what. So you like flex your pecs and like do shit. Yeah, I mean it's a, it says um, it's for fitness, it's for healthcare. They're gonna start pass. Doing- Stop it. I hate motion controls, but it's a cool idea. I do too. But there was um, a little thing. Okay, it says, basically it turns your torso into a motion controller so your body movements act as software inputs for games and other motion-based apps. It'll actually be fun to watch people play. I mean, because I imagine like you use shimmy for various things. I mean, it'll be fun this to is watch. Like literally, this will be Twitch stream dream here. This is the segue to virtual sex, by the way. Well, if, if, it, if the shirt can give you feedback, yeah and like and like touch you back like that sensation yeah yeah like that's where it's at if they can start doing a shirt that actually like stimulates you yeah um then yeah that's the beginning of some some vr cyber sexing and i will be so down for that (laughs) i'll be the biggest cyber sex whore in the world because right now i'm not no all right then i'll just wait for the cyber Uh, yeah, so that's the first thing that was from The Verge. And the second one, this is from The Verge also. So James Damore sues Google for allegedly discriminating against conservative white men. Oh, God, yes, you're so oppressed. You're so oppressed. There is no such thing as discrimination against cis white men because it's the majority of, like, the freaking interactive empire. Yeah. So I'm going to file that under not an issue under. Yeah. Throw this case out the second it enters. So basically, um, James Damore was fired from Google and he was an engineer and 
um, is basically he put out this manifesto uh, that went against the diversity program of Google that said that women could be biologically inferior to male engineers. Wow. Yeah. So, bye. It's nice <laughs> knowing you. <laughs> Don't need that bullshit. Yeah. So. Boo. Boo who? And last but not least, this is my favorite. <laughs> it's so gross. Okay. Sick shower with your dad game slammed for promoting child abuse on global video game platform, <laughs> which was, of course, Steam. Yeah. They always get shit for this stuff. But apparently it's this 8-bit game where you are this little naked boy and you have to go around to different public shower stalls to find out, to basically guess which of the men is your daddy. <laughs> and it has pixelated dicks in the whole bit. <laughs> that is hilarious. Picture. I was like, this is <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. So that's a real thing. Oh, shower with your dad. Uh-huh. And it says, um, basically seeing pixelated dongs might be good for some people, but this game is sick as fuck. That's is one comment. All so, right. Yeah. All I'll right. play it. So, uh, my news, um, I think we talked about this possibly offline or maybe we did on last episode. I'm actually having a really hard time remembering what we talked about last episode as well. Um, there's a Simpsons joke from 1990, like seven or something, or 1996, uh-huh. that is having a weird internet meme resurgence. Didn't we talk about? Did we talk about it? The steamed hams. Yeah, last okay. time. Sorry, steamed hams. Because like since the last episode, I have watched the Metal Gear Solid one, the Metal Gear Solid uh, meme of steamed hams, which was very funny, as well as the steamed hams as a custom guitar hero song, oh. which I very much enjoyed. I told you last week is a blur. Yeah, like. like what the fuck happened? It's so funny because I was like, did we talk about that? I had it bookmarked in my my reader, which I only bookmark stuff that either I haven't read yet or stuff I did read that I want to talk about here. And the fact that it's still bookmarked and I had read it, I'm assuming, but normally I unbookmark when we talk about shit. So I don't know. I'm still, I'm figuring this out. Like, yeah. the, for being the new year, I, I kind of suck here. Like, I don't well, know what the deal is. I feel I'm, like at this rate, I'm going to wake up and next week it's going to be Christmas again. I'm going to be like, what the fuck just happened? And I you will have the played, whole year. And you will have played no games again. How Sorry. dare you? Sorry, too, too soon. Um, I'm trying, okay, okay to be a better person. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I, I'm worried I might have talked about this last week. If if I did, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a, a game that's on good old games right now called Titanic Adventure Out of Time. No, you have not talked about okay. this. So I, re- I played this game back in the day, like back in, I want to say like 1996. Uh, it was a CD-ROM game. It happened before the James Cameron movie. Okay. Where uh, it is a first person adventure. Oh, I have played this. And puzzle game. Yeah, 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 yeah. On, on the, Titanic. the Titanic. And it is controlled via the, the arrow keys. And it's like a first person point of view where they sort of like. Kind of like Mist. Yeah. And they, they like recreated the entire Titanic, like all the walkways and just everywhere. So you can kind of like walk through all the. Um, That's so dope. Uh, the hallways through all the staterooms and stuff. Like there's just. It's. They, they re created a virtual version of the titanic and Wait. it's currently it just came back to goodoldgames.com gog.com for six bucks that's good and um i think it's only on pc right now not on mac um so i have to use my my window side of my my parallels on my um or boot disc on my my mac but um like i'm really excited about kind of just reliving the past seeing how it feels 
Can uh, you just watch James Cameron's movie? It's like one of Todd's absolute favorite it's movies. It's so good. I it's like, I love. Draw the, me like one of your French girls. It's like, it's like <laughs> I love that movie as an action movie. Yeah. I hate the love the story. Romance. I hate it. I feel like such a guy, and then I'm like, the action part is great, but the stupid re- relationship is dumb. But like, honestly, I, just, I also have a really hard time. I'm the king with, of the world. I also have a really hard time with Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. Oh, I feel he was very miscast. I liked him. But like I had know, a crush on him. It, the movie's fine, um, but I do think I think he was miscast because he feels too modern to me. Hmm. Do you remember? It, well, he was also cast in Romeo and Juliet. Was that too modern? That whole movie was modernized. Shh, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you speak in such ways? They refer to their guns <laughs> as swords. I mean, come on. Do you bite your tongue at me, sir? Let's <laughs> bite your thumb. Oh yeah, that's right. God, you're good. Well, Shakespeare. Uh, I don't remember much, but what I do remember is there. And I, I, I should have known that. I wasn't thinking. It's like my favorite Shakespeare is Macbeth. And the funny thing is, I can tell you so little about it. So much happens in Macbeth. But I really like Macbeth. I just remember the witches, the ghost, the other ghost, evil Lady Macbeth, who I love. Lady Macbeth's the best. I don't remember there being ghosts. I thought ghosts was Hamlet. There are ghosts in Hamlet. Was, didn't it, um, when, um, uh, maybe I'm crossing paths here. You could be having some crossing cross. streams. Okay. Well, either way, Shakespeare, right? I mean, like, what, what a guy writing things. Yeah. Doing his stuff. Yeah. Okay. Doing things. We got distracted uh, from Titanic Adventure Out of Time on Good Old Games. But on that note, did you ever play the, the, um, Star Trek Next Generation one where you could get on the USS Enterprise and walk around and... I did not, because the first time that Star Trek ever really like crossed my radar in a good way was the J.J. movie. Oh, okay. Well, so. there was a game just like the Titanic one, but it was the Star Trek, so it was pretty cool. It feels like the golden era of PC gaming was like 1994 to 1998. Like it was a very yeah. nice, like tight little period of time where like just adventure games and CD-ROM was just fucking happening. Yeah. Did I? Um, I think I mentioned this before, but there was also a Frankenstein game through I, the eyes of the monster. I think it was called. Oh with my Tim god! Tim Curry as Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I think I could almost paint you the box art of that. I never played it though. It was that green well, gem. We talked about. I always like it was the the crystal. It was the games you always picked up and looked at the the box oh, yeah. and the, the system requirements at, at Office Costco Max. and oh. Costco. <laughs> Comp USA. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, Costco was like, I remember where I looked at more Costco's more right. CD-ROM boxes. Like Phantasmagoria, I must have looked at for months at Costco before I finally was able to like buy it. Or uh, Gabriel Within, or Gabriel Knight, The Beast Within. Yeah, I like, think we bought like Theme Park Tycoon from there. <laughs> and like Return to Zork. Like I remember like God, all of those like the- big... The big fucking boxes, Roller yeah. Coaster Tycoon, just... Oh. because you had... Oh, those were CDs, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because what? Phantasmagoria was seven discs. Eleventh Hour was four. Beast Within was six. Sick. I remember when you had to load each fucking floppy disk. Doom 2 was four floppies. There was one... Was it the... Was it was it SimCity 2000 mm. that was like six floppy disks, seven maybe? Well, I remember like, I think when Windows, there was a Windows that came out on floppies. It might have been Windows 95 that came out on floppies. And I want to say it was like 40 floppy disks or something like that. I want to say there was like an Holy operating shit. system that was like released on floppy disk. And it was just colossal. But like at the time, Windows 95 was remarkably large because it was an operating system that was 80 megabytes. Mm-hmm. Uh, seriously, it was the size of an MP3 album. 
Yeah. And that was like a big deal at the time. Well, yeah. Well, my dad made- It was crazy. My dad made fun of my mom when she bought us our first computer uh, in like 1992. What are you going to do with all that space? Yeah, he was like, because we had an 80 megabyte hard drive. He's like, you'll never fill that. Like, why would you buy such a big hard drive? Of course, I mean, it was a 386, 16 megahertz computer. It was and with like two megs of RAM. It was not, you couldn't even run Doom on it. Um because it didn't have the processor speed or the RAM. Um, but like, yeah, he made fun of us for the the hard drive size that we had because we just had ample storage. Amazing. We could have created so many text documents. Totally. So many. And so many Corel Draw paintings. Don't use color. Don't use color. Oh, no. But like we, we could play you know, Organ Trail. Like we there was so, so much storage. You get some awful clip art, possibly. Mm. The most awful clip. <laughs> when I remember, like, we had Lotus Works, I think. Oh, for, God, um, yes. For our, our word processor. And I remember my stepbrother went into the settings because, like, he figured out where the settings were and none of us, none of the other people did. And so you went from, like, the blue and the gray screen to, like, black screen with, like, purple cursor and bright green text and like no one knew how to change it so that's just what our word processor looked like fucking dickhead yeah our processor, <laughs> word processor looked like that for like i think a year before i figured out how to fix it because it looked like crap it was terrible that's amazing yeah oh old oh, computers back in the dizzle so i actually installed a cd-rom drive in that computer and it didn't really accomplish much except play cds like music just because it couldn't run anything like i was able to run day of the tentacle i believe off the cd-rom drive because in that in that way you can get like the the voice yeah but like most other games it just choked on it couldn't even play sam and max i just remember playing a lot of load runner in color load so i played a lot of load runner on the the original nintendo really yeah that was where i played my load, load runner. runner was a right a really good like puzzle game well, it reminds me of like Gyromite, except, you know, a little different because, yeah, you gotta just dig downward, but not trap yourself. Nope. Can't trap yourself, but you gotta trap the enemies. You gotta go up and down the ladders. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a good game. Yeah. Oh, so. I used to make, because in the, the colored one, you could make your own levels. Oh. And so I would make levels and I'd have Travis play through them and see if he could get through my levels. Nice. Yeah. It was fun for me. And then my my last bit of news that I have is um a little thing saying uh, that it looks like the room and nothing's confirmed, but um they're estimating that PlayStation VR should hit 280 games by the end of this year. Which it's wow. currently at 150, so it's almost double the amount of games. Um, so looking forward to more stuff. I'm hoping that, um, especially now that there's been so many sort of uh, best of the year lists that are happening, and Resident Evil Seven is on so many of them. Um, I'm really hoping that people will recognize that Resident Evil Seven was it was such a good game anyway, but it was a full game, like a full VR game, not like a two hour experience. It was a full retail title that supported vr from start to finish yeah and it was great it was so good that like i'm hoping that we're gonna see a lot more of that especially like you know now that we're getting skyrim for playstation vr at least and we have fallout for pc vr like these are multi hundred hour games yeah that support vr and it just seems like the next sort of logical step i hope that we start getting more vr games that are full featured experiences of that sort of scope is there any game like from the past that you would like to see seventh guest holy fuck you want the scary game yeah and missed 
That would scare like, the I would, I would shit out of me. Games. Oh, come on. The seventh guest, once you get up that fucking staircase and you see that lady cross the hallway, fuck that shit. No. Well, it's like, it's so, seventh guest scared me so much as a kid, and now as an adult, it is so hokey. I've played it on my computer. I've played it on my phone, my iPad. Like, the game, I've played it so many times because it has so many good memories for me, but oh my god, that game is so hokey. All I remember is that fucking gelatin, that green like cake or whatever with mm-hmm. the skulls in it, and you have yeah. to rearrange the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Skulls and uh worms? Or... No, it's uh what is it? Skulls and headstones, the rest is just icing. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, took I me forever to figure so out that puzzle. Well, that that game taught me a lot of about uh how chess pieces move. Oh. Cuz like there's so many where you have to like, you know, move one set of chess pieces to the other side and cross the yeah. way without them being able to attack each other. And there's the one where you have to get like what nine queens on one chessboard without any of them attacking each other. That's in the billiard room where there's a clown that offers you a red balloon. Shut the fuck up. I don't even think I got that far. Oh, they have a clown that offers you a red balloon in the billiard room. Oh, um, is it scary? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I thought you said it wasn't scary. Bob. At the time it was. I mean, look, now it's like it's kind of laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, that game was so scary but that, that, that game sold so many cd-rom drives mine included like i bought it for a reason yeah travis bought one we played that a lot and did you play the 11th hour the sequel uh no we didn't it was very different um it was interesting but it was very different and um the weird thing was that like it was four discs and at the end of every disc um you had a puzzle where you had to play against stoff Okay. So it was always like you played against an AI, and the AI was so aggressive, like crazy aggressive, like really difficult to beat. Um, and like the seventh guest had one puzzle like that, the microscope puzzle, um, where you had to play a game against Stoff, and um, it was ex- it was so hard. And the eleventh hour has like four of those, and they're just fucking mean. And the last one I think is basically the equivalent of you playing. I think the game is Go, which uh-huh. is like the classic, you know, like Japanese game where you play it where it's you have to cool spot, I think, was also or Othello, I think, is an is a, Oh, I is love Othello. Version of it where you have to get like if you surround You flip them. Yeah, and you surround two other colors with your colors and you get to flip them yeah. to turn them into yours. It's that. Uh that is the last puzzle of the eleventh hour, and it's so hard. But um it was interesting anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that was hmm. last of my news. PlayStation VR getting a bunch of titles, rumor has it. That's cool. And hopefully there's some really good ones again. Cause yeah, Res- Resident Evil 7 was just something special. Yeah. Again, I'm not gonna, I can't do VR. I get so much anxiety from being in that world. Like, you just gotta spend time in there and you get those nerves of steel. I can't. I've but... tried. As I get older, I, I realize I'm not toughening up. You know, shouldn't you toughen up as you get older? Yeah, you'd think so. But I'm, I'm, I'm dying inside. I'm totally just like, Bleh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, that's why, although, um, I'm, I'm slowly building up the nerve, not in VR. This is not a VR thing, but I'm like this year of the me kind of going through the backlog and trying to make some sense of some stuff that I already own or classics or whatever. Um, because of the recent, uh, thing with my eyes, um, I really, really want to, um, play, uh, Dead Space 2. How did I know you were going to say Dead Space? Well, have you seen the, the, the sequence where there's like a drill over his eye? Like there's a thing where like you're pinned down and there's like a, dr- a metal drill coming at your face. No. And, um, and if you die, it's pretty gory because it goes through his eyes. And so like, I'm actually really excited about, uh, about playing that. <laughs> 
Wait, Dead Space 2 is out. It's been out. Oh, they've already gone Forever. up to Dead Space 3. Yeah. Um, But games I own that I haven't played. Gotcha. So I'm excited about playing Dead Space 2. I have played Dead Space 2. I don't remember Drill, though. Because like, I played the first two. Okay, because I played the first one, and I finished it, but I have not finished it. I barely started Dead Space 2. It had so many different types of scares. I feel like Dead Space 1 was more about atmosphere. Yeah. And Dead Space 2, because Isaac is going through such a... Uh, he's gone through such a traumatic experience, he's having visions. And those visions are just straight up jump scares yeah and they're fucked up yeah that game's cruel so cruel and unusual which i'm very i'm, I'm actually really excited about kind of go, getting back into that so yeah so that's that yeah um so we on to some uh crush oh yeah it's just a little crush crush so who is uh moving the needle for you uh <laughs> moving the needle yeah that's a phrase. I love that phrase. Not so much when it comes to crushes, just in general. It's like something doesn't move the needle for me. Really? Or does move the needle. What does the needle represent exactly? It just I think it just means any sort of gauge. Okay, like I'm just what, checking. You know. Okay, so my needle mover is Springman from Arms. And you have to dig up a photo because, like, I just know in general how goofy Arms is. And Arms is that that just in case nobody knows, it's that Switch game we talked about last week where you basically punch at your other player with Arms as your projectiles. So that's what it is. But um, Springman's is really cute. He just looks like a bro, basically with blue hair, this really like cutie patootie. Here, Rob, you can thank you. You can see him there. No, that's not a good picture of him because I'm going to talk about this in a second. He's got some crazy hair. It's like a little swirly donut. It's like it's it's like the it's like, looks like toothpaste. Yeah, it's like toothpaste hair. Whoops, he's super cute, and he wears, like, gym shorts, which is obviously the hottest thing ever, (laughs) because it leaves so much and yet so little to the imagination, and that's why I love him. Very nice. Um, And there's, like, this lemon fan fiction romance between him, Springman, and ninjara which is another character a male character so like it's there's when you say like, ninjaro it seems like a weird combination of ninjago and charo charo coochie <laughs> coochie 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 no ninjaro <laughs> let the record show we both did like the hand gestures during <laughs> that it was very important it's very sexy um yeah so how old is he well, it says spring man, not spring boy. Okay, cool. Just making sure, because like I know that you know we've we've had concerns in the past uh, about our um our crushes, yeah, being often barely legal. I did. Little Mac, check... I'm looking at you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I didn't check his age, but it says spring man. So yeah, that actually is some pretty sound logic. Yeah. Okay, good. So um, you yeah, win this time. Super cute, and then this I'm going to post fan art on our Insta about him and Ninjago getting it on. Not, Not like Ninjago. Ninjaro. And Ninjaro. <laughs> you did that to me. Wah, wah. So yeah, he's super cute. Yeah, and it's, it's nin, either Ninjago or Nincharo. Nincharo. Gucci, Gucci. That'd be a funny character. Right? Anyway, uh, yeah, so he's my crush of the week, and he's hot, and I'm sure he can do a very good reach around. Whoa. <laughs> uh, mine is, um, we've done some, we've, we've uh, sorry, in the past, you've had a crush on a another member of this game's world but i don't think we've ever done the main guy mega man oh i love mega man i know and like i think it's like mega man is kind of a weird like he's he's kind of boyish he's not too tall but like he's charming and you know yeah oh yeah like you just I, I, that's a good photo of spring man um if his arms are like that what do you think his 
Exactly. Right? I mean, it's like a corkscrew. It just goes up in there. Oh, God. Isn't there some sort of... Oh, ducks, I think, have corkscrew dicks. Oh, are we talking about dicks? <laughs> oh, sorry. <yeah. laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, Mega Man. Um, yeah, like, also, especially with the announcement of Mega Man 11 coming, that oh, game yeah. looks great. Good, good choice. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about Mega Man's future, and, and I think Mega Man is adorable. Like, and... Uh, I feel it needs to be a Halloween costume sometime or something. Mega Man? Yeah. We have yeah. similar proportions. I We're took, both short and stumpy. I took a um, picture with the Mega Man at my first Comic Con. Yeah? And he was really cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He looked I, really good. I approve of Mega Man. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And he hangs out with like an old daddy type with Dr. Light. And he has a dog. Oh, Super seriously. Cute. Like, yeah. Rocket. Boy, boys with dogs. It's so good. Right? And I could dress up Braddock. I don't think she would be into it. She might be. But she looks more like the dog from Futurama. Yeah, she looks like Nibbler. Yeah, Nibbler. That's not a dog. He's a Nibblonian. Whatever. <laughs> he looks like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Oh, that's so funny. <gasps> I just found this picture of our crushes together on the same screen. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Springman in Mega Man style. That's amazing. That's pretty good. Well, meant to be. Yeah. That's fine. I totally wrote down that my crush was Mega Man long before I knew who yours was. So You still don't know who mine is, really. Well, I mean, I, I know now because you show me pictures, but Cute. I'll never truly know Spring Man because <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to play ARMS. Oh, uh, yeah. You're yeah. Ain't, you ain't missing out. Yeah. But whatever. Anywho. So, yeah. That was a, one of the weirder, more wandery podcasts I think we've ever recorded. Really? Kind of. Is it because I didn't play any games this week? Maybe. Also, we both have so little recollection of what happened last week. Yeah. Huh. We should take better notes or something. I don't know. I literally had to dig into last week's agenda. No, I have great, like, literally my notes are, like, longer than normal. (laughs) So. Well, maybe maybe I'm crazy and it went better than I thought, but I, yeah, I I feel. I think it went fine. I feel scattered. I think it's just because we didn't talk about games a lot and you really wanted to, apparently. Well, things even then. I I mean, I don't know why you would want to do that on video game podcast i barely have any (laughs) games to talk about because i didn't play much yeah it's just a weird time and on there's not that much good news nothing's really come out yet yeah i kept waiting for some good for like some news to happen and you're like there's like so little so little like there's like 200 things that hit my reader every day and like nothing in there was remarkable and worth sort of saving for later yeah so and nothing has launched Mm-hmm. Like we don't have any big launches right now, which often February tends to be like a pretty good release week or release month, just because a lot of things slide from holiday into February. Yeah. Um, and I think like the next big release, oh, February actually has some good shit because oh, there is some news about oh, video games. Thank God. Ah, uh, and I swear, I don't know why I didn't bookmark this shit. Uh, <laughs> Bayonetta two. Oh, release. It's being re-released along with Bayonetta 1 for the Switch. Okay. And it will allow local co-op via two Switch consoles. Shut the front door. So you you could play as... Jean and Bayonetta. Jean. That's pretty dope. Yeah, like, and it's also going to have Amiibo support, which is good because I have the Bayonetta Amiibos. Yes. Um, And so, um, yeah, like, it. uh, if you have two Switches and two copies of Bayonetta 2, you can do local co-op. That's pretty good news. Or, I don't know if it's local co-op. It's local multiplayer. I'm assuming it's co-op because I don't think there's a competitive mode. Oh, yeah. But if it's just the normal story thing, I think it's Jean and Bayonetta going together to Because the whole game doesn't have both of them together, though. It doesn't, but I think they could without breaking it. They added to it. Okay. So I'm excited. Uh, 
And I'm going to play Bayonetta probably one and two again to prepare for Bayonetta three. Because, yeah, I was trying to think, like, what's coming out right now? And, like, Bayonetta two and the one thing for the Switch. And then uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake for PS4. And then in March, oh, shit, uh, fan art of Little Mac versus Springman. Little Mac's the best. Uh, And then um, also uh, in March, Far Cry 5, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah. Um, anywho, Far Cry Five is going to be so good. I'm really excited. I love that series. I'm I'm excited about this one, especially because of all the hoopty hoo wrapped around it. Right? Yeah. Like just yeah, all the the scuttlebutt. So yeah. Anyway, so that is so that's that. That was a podcast. Where can people follow you? You can follow me at Satine the Dream on uh Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And where can they find you on Twitch? Oh, yeah. And I'm a Twitch affiliate, so please follow me so I can get money. <laughs> um, and your username. Satine. There you go. Thank you. You can follow me at Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out on Instagram and Twitch. <laughs> Whew, man, fuck. Normally we have a sheet for this. Uh, and you can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. At Fast Danger. I love how we still need a sheet after like, this is our 40th episode, by the way, and Seriously. we still need a fucking sheet. I can't even tell you what my <laughs> usernames are. Uh, um, and so where can we follow the podcast? Uh, you can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on oh, yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can email us at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play? Which we do have some new comments. Yeah. But I'm, I, I, it was cute. It was just like, love the podcast. Good job. You're awesome, basically. All right, then. And I, I would read it, but I can't. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm going to find it right now. You keep talking. I, I, oh, my God. Seriously, I don't even know if I have anything else to say. You can do it. Um. We're just going to fill this time. Oh, I, I did read that, uh, I guess, State of Decay 2 is still scheduled to come out this spring for Xbox One and I think PC. I don't know for sure. State- but that seems int- that seems good. Wait, what is that? State of Decay 2. It yeah. is a multiplayer zombie survival um, open world game. And uh, I produced the uh, like five minute trailer that premiered on the Xbox E3 press conference stage last year. Oh wow, yeah. that's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I, it's release date I believe was set like roughly for like spring twenty eighteen, whatever year it is now. And uh, it looks like it's still on track to do so, which is cool because it looks really promising. I know a lot of people love the original State of Decay, and um, you know, uh, the experience, the limited experience I have with with State of Decay two, it seems very positive. And um, it's and just you know. Like, God, last time I, I worked with that thing was uh, June of last year. Sweet. So um, some time has passed, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that game is uh, continuing to develop and, I imagine, get only get better. Nice. So did well, you find the thing? I found the comment. I filled the time. Oh, thank God. It says, um, this is by MusicMan99, and it says, funny, smart, clever, and everything you would want in a podcast. Thank you, Music Man 99 That's good. Are we everything you'd want? We don't have like a murder mystery. Isn't like that the thing that's everybody's listening to right now? Give it time. Oh, shit. Also, I mean, like... Are, I, your, are your laser eyes heating up? Everything you'd want. I mean, I, I typically want pizza, so we need to find a way to work Ooh, that into it. Ooh, pizza sounds so good. I, I had pizza last night. All the time. I like pizza. Me too. Okay. Anywho. Well, yeah. So there you have it. Sweet. Thank you, and chowsies. Bye-bye.